believe it or not, this is episode 55-0 of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I don't even know how that happened. I mean, wow, 50. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. So thank you to every single person who has listened, has spread the word, and is now part of our Upside family. We're having the time of our lives doing it, and we couldn't do it without you. So in the spirit of gratitude, thank you. We are grateful for you. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the technology that allows us to bring this show to you. And my name is Callie Dollar. I am grateful for tea. Tea? Like I'm drinking go- tea right now. Gossip or no, tea? No, like literal tea. I'm drinking tea right now. We're going to start the show every day telling you what we are grateful for, for a couple reasons. One, it's how we start our morning literally every day and how we have been starting our morning since what, 2013, 2014, maybe? 2014, I think. Um, and it's something that we love to do every day. We write ours down in a gratitude journal that we we create and sell every year. Um, but I frequently, and I heard someone this week say, just an idea, what if you could say on the show what you're grateful for? Because I find myself running out of things. Like, I don't really... It seems dumb to say I'm grateful for water. I'm grateful for whatever. And let me tell you, it is not. Callie's this morning was, I am grateful for our blender. That's true. I am. Because she has a smoothie for breakfast (laughs) every day. So hers today, I actually laughed out loud. You said today, I am grateful for our blender. And you said whatever the brand of it was. But I am because it makes me like, it makes my life and my morning so much easier. <laughs> so it is really about um, there is no thing too small and anything in your eyesight can be what you're grateful for. And actually, I don't know, Jeff, if you feel this way, but I feel like when I get down to the basic things, it really makes me realize how lucky I am. It's yeah, because when things are going really, really awesome, it is easy to find stuff to be grateful for. When things are going really, really poorly, it's easy to find stuff to be grateful for. But when things are just average, you're just having a normal day, it's that's when it's easiest to lose sight of what's special, right? Because nothing, mm-hmm. nothing is like shining super bright. And there's also, you know, nothing that's bringing you down where you can, where an ordinary right. thing becomes a highlight. And that's when you just say like, I'm really grateful for a comfortable couch to watch TV on every evening. Yes. Or like Callie said, a tea or um, the technology to bring this show to you or whatever it is. So we we just wanted to lead by example. Yeah, not even lead by example. We just want to show you kind of how we don't, I mean, we don't spend 30 minutes talking about what we're grateful for and then jumping on here. It's literally whatever comes to our mind within 10 seconds. when we get on here. So we want to just show you kind of how it works. So if you're new to it or you feel frustrated by it, or you feel like, 
oh, I can't come up with anything. We're going to be by your side and help you kind of navigate that. And the other thing that we want to do is say welcome every morning to anybody who is listening to the show for the very first time, because between episode number one and episode number 50, we have like 2,000 new daily listeners. And hopefully we'll have even more listeners. And we also want right. to say thank you if you have been listening. And, um, you know, it's not something that we're like, oh, let's, you know, just Say, say thank you and get it over with. Like, we really do appreciate you and we want you to know that. So we're going to start incorporating that um, from today forward, starting at episode 50. Something else that we're uh, doing starting today that uh, I don't know why I am so amused by it. And I, th I, I think I'm amused by it because I don't know that I would have been capable of doing this like 10 years ago. Yes, but now I can. I went to Cali over the weekend and said, I need some help with some upside stuff. And she said, what do you need me to do? And I said, I need you to be my boss. And she's like, what? And I said, I know where my strengths lie and I know what my weaknesses are. And I, we have a lot to do mm -hmm. to get this whole Cali and Jeff locomotive up the hill, right? Mm -hmm. The little engine that could, and we're, we're plugging our way up the hill and there's a lot to do to get it up there. And I get overwhelmed and I freeze up. And I've talked about it before. Like those are the days where I, I'd say, oh, we need to make a Facebook ad. And then I'll spend four hours making a Facebook ad that is not urgent in any sense right. of the word. So, and it's not like I'm, I make all the, I make all the shots and it's just whatever I want. But what we did yesterday is we sat down and we did a brain dump. So I had Jeff, um, say, cause he was feeling so overwhelmed. I'm like, why don't you tell me everything that's on your to do list? And then I will make you a list of what's important tomorrow. So how many things were on your list for, so it's not me telling him what to do. It's him saying, here's what I need to get done. And then me helping him prioritize. Well, and I, here's what is so amusing. Also amusing to me is we just started this, right? A and I went to bed last night, excited to wake up and tackle my to-do list because I am motivated by completion. Like I'm motivated by getting things done. Like, Which is funny because if you made me a to-do list, I would be like, yeah, cool. Not doing any of that. Stop yeah. telling me what to do. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh, I need, I need a checklist. And the problem is if I'm in charge of my own checklist, I just make checklist after checklist after checklist right. after checklist. I feel like this is true to your Enneagram number. That you Number need a six. boss, but it has to be, she said it has to be when we had Enneagram and coffee on the show, it has to be someone that you respect. So I'm taking this as like a very, like, why do you think that I am good at this? Because it's what you, Kelly you, is so humble about the stuff that she does for a living. And it drives me nuts because I ask her to help me with things that I know are her strengths. And you time after time say, what makes you think I'm good at that? And you, yeah, do it, you do it for a living. Your entire career, you have spent managing creative people who are all over the place. Every single person you come in contact with, everyone is a creative person whose mind is all over the place. You worked for 
Charlie Brusco, who is one of the the what a concert promoter and artist managers, one of the biggest in the Southeast, mm-hmm. it, probably in the country, mm-hmm. right? He's got 50 balls in the air and you help navigate all of those. Then his individual clients were all musicians. Like every single one of them is a creative mind and you organized it. And then you, in your job now, you're an executive assistant to on-air talent. And they are all creative and working and their job is to to present information on TV. And you've got to keep everything behind the scenes organized so they look calm, cool, and collected when they do it. And then I ask you to help me with that. And you're like, do you think I'm good at that? I because yes. I don't, because I don't really see that. I just kind of see my life as like something that's unfolded, not out of luck, but like, oh, I'm I'm here now. Oh, I'm here now. Oh, I'm here now. And then Chef is like, I think that you need to be like the one taking the business calls. I'm like, why would I take a business call? Like, why it doesn't even like register? Like, I'm like, you've been in the radio business for 25 years. Why aren't you taking the business call? We get we we haven't updated y'all on this lately, but we're still doing the dance with this Hollywood agent who yeah we're playing cat and mouse who wants to you know talk with us. And finally, I said to Callie, I don't want to talk to him. Like, I'm not comfortable in that role. Like I, if he needs us to edit some audio and send it to him, I can do that. No problem. If he needs us to think of five ideas that that could make him and us money, no problem. But I don't, I don't want to have a conversation with him about what the future of Callie and Jeff looks like five years down the road. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm, my socks are on right. And Callie's, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just funny because he, Jeff like takes charge and makes so many things happen. And then when it comes to the business stuff with certain things, he, when it comes to creative, great. Anything executive producer related, amazing. And then it just is funny watching him like navigate these business people. Like he hasn't been in business for 25 years. And I'm, it's just funny to me. Cause I'm like, what do you think I know that you don't? Well, like, here, I don't know anything. Here's the point with with all of this that I think needs to be said and said again louder so that everybody hears it. When you're in any sort of partnership, and it could be employee, employer, it could be husband, wife, it could be uh, significant other, significant other, whatever it is, there is nothing wrong with acknowledging your weakness, especially if the person across the table from you is strong in that area because Mm -hmm. then it makes the two of you even stronger as a unit, right? Jeff and I both live by the philosophy that if you are the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. And some people love to be the biggest fish in the room. And Jeff and I are like, oh my gosh, our best life ever would be surrounding ourselves with people who are 1000% smarter than the both of us. And it, it, and it doesn't just apply to like business and work related stuff. Kelly has two things that she hates doing. I don't ask why. It doesn't matter. They just drive her nuts and she just doesn't want to do these two things. I hate taking out the trash. Hate taking out the trash. And I hate getting my car washed. But cars need to be clean sometimes. I just hate doing it. And it's something that Jeff is like, yeah, I actually kind of like doing that. So he just takes on that role. I don't like taking the trash out, but it's just what you do in a partnership. Like, I don't mind it. Yeah. So I will absorb that duty. 
Anyways, uh, so now going into episode 51, Callie's the boss. I am the boss. How was your first day with the to-do list? Like, how do you I'm, feel? How many things have you done out of how many do we have on there? Okay, you wrote one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You wrote ten items on the list, and eight of them are completely done. Good job. How do you feel? I feel so good. You legitimately feel better? I woke up this morning and got my list out and tackled it. And then there were like five other things that came up um, that I just wrote on there, like pay rent. Yeah. Like I didn't want to forget to do that. So I wrote that on there. And then, you know, I'm one of those people. I write pay rent and then I immediately cross it off. <laughs> you know, it's a sense of accomplishment. Right. You wanted some chicken grilled for your lunches for the week. So I, I grilled the chicken. Then I wrote Kelly's chicken and then I crossed it off. So the nice. list is 90% complete. So I'll get a Good new job. one tomorrow. Yeah, no, tonight yeah. you'll get a new one and then I'll set it on your desk. And then tomorrow it's like a whole day of mystery and excitement. What is Jeff Dollar going to do tomorrow? Probably pay bills. I hope I get some stickers for doing a good job. <laughs> okay. Don't make fun of stickers. Cause actually they feel really good. Like getting a gold star. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was giving my gold stars for working myself, gold stars for working out on our calendar and they weren't even gold stars. I was just putting a star on the days I worked out. And I'm like, look at all those stars. I that, feel good. Th that is a, I forget who, I think it's Jerry Seinfeld, but I think he, he has a philosophy of, of marking on a calendar. It's a, it's a, a productivity hack. Mm -hmm. You mark on a calendar, you make micro goals for yourself. So I think like if it is Jerry Seinfeld, if I have this right, his goal might be writing 20 minutes of comedy every day. Right. Writing it. Mm -hmm. So he does it day one and he puts a star on the calendar and, and then he, tries to do it for like consecutive. So once you get up to 20. You're like, well, I'm not stopping now. Right, because I've already got 19. I don't want to screw up day 20 and it's only 20 minutes or yeah. whatever. So yeah. yeah, the power of the power of the sticker. It all started in third grade. <laughs> okay, so I have an update um, from three episodes ago. Three, or is it two episodes ago? It was the end of last week, Thursday or Friday, that Sarah called us. Sarah called us. And she said that she was inspired by the Upside community and by the show to step out of her comfort zone and go to a book club. She said she doesn't have that many friends. And she was like, I signed up to go to this book club. I might fail. I'm freaking out. It's five hours out and I'm already talking myself out of it, but I'm going to go. And we were like, go Sarah, go. And then she actually called back and left us a message. Hey guys, this is Sarah from Marietta. You played my voicemail on the show on Friday. My husband was laughing at me, and he said I had to call back. So I did end up going to the book club. I had a great time. Um, I did not talk a lot, which is not surprising. Um, but I went, and it was a mom's book club, so it was fun to hear other stories of um, terrorizing toddlers like mine. And we had a lot of laughs. So I'm glad I went outside my comfort zone. I will go back again. And yep, thanks for giving me the push to do it. Boom. Sarah, step. that's awesome. So proud of you. It only has to be a tiny little step, but step out of your comfort that's zone. That's a huge step though. Mm -hmm. uh, and as an introvert, as a fellow introvert, Sarah, fist bump. Jeff would have bailed. Or yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I might have gone. 
I definitely wouldn't have talked to a lot of people, but maybe I would have, <laughs> or I would have thought about going and then hoped for traffic on the way. Mm -hmm. uh, say We want to say um, real quick, thank you to ButcherBox for being one of our partners this week. If you enjoy some meat, like Callie and I do, and you enjoy this weather getting a little bit oh cooler, gosh. hopefully soon, and grilling out, then you need to know about ButcherBox because they deliver pork, beef, chicken, salmon. They deliver it right to your house. And there's no antibiotics, no added hormones ever. Uh, they, uh, the, the animals are all humanely raised, and it's heritage breed pork. It's pasture-raised beef free-range organic chicken, wild-caught Alaskan sockeye salmon, and it comes to your door. Go to butcherbox.com upside and place your order. And you can do a custom box and have just whatever you want delivered to your house. Or you can do a subscription service and just have stuff sent on the regular. If you do that, uh, you will get ground beef free for life. Yes. As long as you, the life of the subscription. So yes. as long as you have a subscription and you sign up right now, you get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order that you can stick in the freezer. You, this isn't part of the endorsement, but you know what I love about ButcherBox? What? Is that- um, if, if you love it, it's part of the endorsement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I wasn't like the one that was going to be doing this. But all of my healthy friends, like my healthy foodie friends, love ButcherBox and they swear by it and they are super picky. So- Perfect. Yes. They all, there's your, they love it. There's your endorsement. Uh, get $20 off your first order and that ground beef free for life um, by going to butcherbox.com slash upside, butcherbox.com slash upside. We talked a couple episodes ago about randomly calling customer service people and just for no reason giving them a compliment. Like not because you had a good experience that second, but just because, you know, everybody deserves a little sunshine and they probably don't get it as much as um, they would prefer. And I called Nordstrom and I gave them a compliment. The guy that picked up laughed at me. I mean, not in a mean way, but he was like, wait, for real? That's the universal <laughs> response that we're getting is- Like, wait, are you serious? So many people are calling our voicemail and leaving messages saying that they did it. And the person at the other end was puzzled. They're did like, you do yours? Um, I actually did mine. <gasps> well, who'd you call? Um, I wrote an email to the president of the company that started this whole thing. Oh, wow. So, so if you if you didn't hear last week's episode, I was trying to 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 do a transact a, a do a business thing, what's it called? Like transaction. Transaction, but it <laughs> it involves credit reports and stuff and it was just really more difficult than it needed to be. And after about two and a half weeks, I was so frustrated. I did what I hate. And I found the president of the company on Twitter and I sent him a message and he wrote back right away, said, direct message me. Within 72 hours, the issue was resolved. Mm -hmm. And I sent him a long note saying, hey, uh, sorry that I had to reach out on Twitter, but I appreciate how quickly this was handled once it was escalated. And then not only that, rather than lash out in anger, mm -hmm. I said, here's what would have made my initial experience more helpful. Wow, yeah, so I did it. And I, he, I, he hasn't written back yet. So he, he's probably blocked me. So my <laughs> guess. All right, we got to get an update on um, our dogs. Uh, Lily and Sadie have been accused of barking, quote, nonstop when Callie and I aren't home. I mean, literally for hours. And we, um, 
I took it upon myself to wire the house for sound and in some places video so that we could monitor the dogs when we're not home. I even found some apps that allow you to receive a message, a notification when they're is barking in the house. It'll alert you on your phone so, and immediately turns on the microphone so you can hear. So how does that work for average Joe? Like, and I mean, average Joe, like you have audio equipment, but if someone listening. Oh no, the, the, let me get the name of the app. But like, how do you do that when you're not in the house and you're with your phone? Let me, um, well, you need to have a phone, two phones or a phone and an iPad. iPad, okay. Yep. So if you have an iPad, you can do this at your house. Let me find the name of the app um, while you answer one question we got from an Upside listener. Okay. Hey, Jeff and Kelly. Um, Kelly keeps saying on the podcast that she has her phone number. How did the neighbor get Kelly's phone number? It's my question. Because at some point, she must have been friendly, and then she turned. Like, what's this scoop there? Thanks. Okay, so what we did start out on a neighborly front, and I'm not going to say we were ever friends, but she left when we first moved in. Um, she made some like organic dog treats for our dogs. Put she them, was so nice. Put them on our doorstep and then put she put her and her husband's like a little business card in her um like in the treats saying, Hey, here's like my my number and here's my husband's number. And I texted her so she would have my number because I just thought that you'd do that with neighbors. Um, I was like, let me know if you need anything. And like one time she said to me, Hey, can I have your the landscaper's number or whoever you use? So I was like, sure. And I sent it to her. Um, but that's really the only interaction. Yeah, she, but that was really nice. She was very, very friendly. And um the the accusation that the dogs bark nonstop, I complete like I could not imagine that to be true. Uh, but C Callie, I unfortunately have to deliver a little bit of bad news to you right now. They barked a lot today. They didn't bark a lot, but her accusation or her allegation or whatever it is, her statement that the dogs bark viciously at them. There was a moment today when I was not at home that the barking alert thing went off mm -hmm. and I turned on the camera and Lily was at our bedroom window and she was at the top of her driveway. I'm assuming she was at the top of her driveway because mm -hmm. that's where Lily was looking. And it was a more vicious than usual bark. Did you bark. Um, yell at Lily through the thing? I did, and she stopped. Did she? Yes. So is that the solution every time? Or no. do we need to create Lily? No, no, no. We don't have to create Lily, but we do have to shut the bedroom door mm -hmm. because that's those are the windows closest to her house. But here's the thing. I'm fine with that. Lily doesn't need to be in our bedroom. No, but here's the... Here's the thing. I did let it, it happened twice in the first. So it went on for like 15 seconds. That's not an excessive amount of time. And then she stopped on her own. And then like a half hour later. So I'm assuming the woman went out or neighbor went out and then came back. Yeah. And then a half hour later, it happened again. And that's when I yelled at Lily and she stopped immediately. And Jeff, is, Lily doesn't respond so much to my yelling, but when Jeff <laughs> angry yells at her, she is like, okay, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Because she hates you, being yelled at by Jeff. Your yell is too sing-songy. 
what's a sing song yell? You're like, Lily. No, I'm not. Lily. No, I'm not. It hurts my throat when I'm done yelling. Okay. Because that's how mean I am. All right. Turn away from the microphone and yell at Lily. Like, give yell, Lily like she's in trouble. It doesn't hurt her feelings. You're not going to hurt her feelings. I can't even. (laughs) You can't do the dog yell? I don't think so. Like, I. Lily. (laughs) No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. My yell, I, my yell is, I imagine. she's here, Lily. Oh, hi, Lily. Come here. (laughs) I know we're talking about you. What's your yell? My yell is like if a toddler, (laughs) if I'm watching a toddler and the toddler's getting too close to the road, like that's kind of what I think in my head. So I'm like, Lily. (laughs) She's like, what did I do wrong? She's like, I was just sleeping. (laughs) Um, okay, so no more bedrooms. So we'll see if that eliminates barking tomorrow. Yes. Some more. All right. Um, but it, what, I was just so shocked. I'm not shocked. That it was more vicious. I mean, it was like, it was not even a front door bark when somebody, when the UPS guy comes while we're at you home. You know what? A couple of people said to me um, about Lily that um, if she's barking more than normal at our neighbors, like, and it's a targeted barking, like it's not this with the same intensity as the UPS guy or whatever, that Lily might be picking up bad vibes from that person. Like some, there are some people that dogs don't like. Um, so she, Lily might not like her. Well, Okay. I hate to say this out loud, but the thought did enter my mind because I could, all I could see was the back of Lily and her looking toward the neighbor. So part of me was like, I wonder if she's antagonizing her. I don't know. But I think I am so surprised that you're like, my kid doesn't screw up. Like, no, I no, am no, surprised not- that you're that guy. Because I was like, yeah, Lily, probably I could totally see that because I was taking a nap on Friday and she woke me up from my nap twice. But, she, but yeah, okay. So anyways, yeah. I so just the, did not see that coming from you. The master, I didn't, it's not that I didn't think she was capable of it. It's, it's, it's nothing that I have ever witnessed. Got it. I have never heard her viciously bark out the back window at anyone in the backyard. Got it. Ever. Got so, it. uh, so that was humbling. So we'll address Stay that. Stay tuned. Yeah. Tomorrow, next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One room at a time, Lily, until you're in your crate. Yes. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I decided what my very first Skillshare class is going to be. Oh, you're so excited about this. I am excited. The first one I'm going to take is um, how to take pro photos on your iPhone. Oh, you were made for this. Right? You could almost teach this class, don't you think? No, because I just make educated guesses. But I would like to know from someone that actually knows what they're doing, um, how to do that. So on Skillshare.com, um, you can take all these different classes. And if, you know, iPhone photography is not your thing, they have, you can take anything from illustration to managing your business to fight really anything. They have classes taught by professionals about everything you could possibly want to learn about. And that's the key right there taught by professionals this isn't anybody (laughs) who's got a youtube account and an iphone putting up a video on how to do something these are like real legit people teaching it and skillshare is an advertising partner of ours and they're giving you two months of unlimited free classes if you want to take them up on that and kind of go see what it's all about all you have to do is go to skillshare.com slash upside and that will allow you to redeem your two free months and you can check it out and see if there's anything you want to know and i mean they tell you too like you could be a social media influencer skillshare.com slash upside 
And while you're on the internet, go to kellyandjeff.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's going to go out this afternoon, and there is something cool in there for you, courtesy of Katie, who writes and edits the newsletter. Yeah, it's Katie's birthday today. Happy, Happy birthday to Katie. Katie, I'm sorry. Um, It's Katie's birthday today, and um, she wanted to give you a gift for her birthday. So she got a Starbucks gift card, and she has it on the weekly pick-me-up. So today, go open that email. Well, sign up, I guess. You sign up. If you're not signed up. If you don't already have it, sign up. If you do have it, know that there's a uh, Starbucks card in there that you can use if you need a literal pick-me-up today. But if you don't, there's something really cool that you can do with with the card that's kind of pay it forwardy. Yeah, you can also take it to Starbucks and say, hey, I want to add money to this card. And if you're just feeling like you want to give another upsider a cup of coffee, feel free to add money to that. Um, and it'll go and it'll be yours until it runs out. Um, so happy birthday, Katie. And the newsletter, I think we usually try to do it every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So go sign up and you'll get that Starbucks gift card in your inbox. And happy birthday, Katie. And happy birthday, Katie. I have my resolutions that we did in the last episode. We talked. I, I love it. I love this idea so much. Jeff is really stuck on the idea of October resolutions or October resolutions. I listened back to yesterday's episode and I don't know that I have ever made so much sense. Because, really? <laughs> yes, because there's so much pressure on January 1st resolutions, but it's also smack dab in the middle of the most stressful time of year, right? Right. So you're coming off of Thanksgiving, Christmas, family overload, spending a ton of money, probably traveling. Uh, Family is home from school. People are home from work, but now everybody's about to get ready to go back. And so so you've got all of this input, all of this this energy, and in the middle of it all, you're supposed to- Be your best self. And like, I I just want to take a nap January 1st, honestly. Correct. (laughs) So it, it just, it dawned on me, what if- because now we're at, at, as of today's episode, as of today's release date, we're 98 days away from the start of 2020. So what if we all started our 2020 resolutions now so that when January 1st rolls around, whether it's go to the gym three times a week, stop smoking cigarettes, don't cuss anymore, uh, be better with money, whatever it is, you're already three months into it. I love that you keep using the cigarette example and we literally know zero people that smoke. Well, I know, but it's, <laughs> I, I also know that's like one of the hardest habits to break. And, yeah. and I would imagine that if you're trying to quit smoking, the time you wouldn't want to do it is, is right around, around the holidays. Your family's coming in town. Right, exactly. So, so the thought was October doesn't seem like a very stressful month. No, October's good because like August and September is like back to school and then, you know, whatever, Labor Day. So you don't want to like start a resolution on Labor Day. And then November, you got Thanksgiving. December, we all know is crazy. So really, October is the month. So So if we start now, collectively, if we all start now, then we could kind of have our first fall off the wagon moment, Mm -hmm. Halloween weekend. Because you know, ninety percent of these are going to be eat better, 
cut out sugar, work out, and all of that. And Jeff's saying this because, like, every year we go and buy one bag of Halloween candy and eat, like, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, monsters. Doesn't everybody? Is People that- who have kids do, and then they're like, yeah, it was a kid's extra candy, but we have no excuse. So, uh, so, so the thought is, let's all collectively start now. All right. I've Now I've spent two days pumping everybody up for it. I, we we have to commit, Callie. We have to. We have I to have start. mine. Okay, I wrote them you, down today. All right, what are they? Okay, number one, work out five times a week. Okay, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is for me because my schedule is so weird that working out during the week is like a very hard thing to do. So by January one, I want to have a consistent workout schedule of at least five days a week because it makes me feel great. Now define working out. Like, cause I know for a time you were, were watching some YouTube channel and doing yoga at the house. Does that anything count? like that? Yes. It could we're be in our house, a, going for a run around the park or something. It would like have that. to be a run, not a walk. Okay. Walk doesn't do much for me. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anything like that. Going to a class, I go to, you know, burn studios. So going to burn would be one. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything like that. Boom. Work out five times a week. Number two, find a healthy balance with food. You could do good with food, don't you? Um, I kind of do. I have had this weird, we'll have to talk about this another day because I talked about it on Instagram, but I have not talked about it on the show yet. I have a deep, kind of unhealthy relationship with food right now. And I am like one extreme or the other. Either I'm eating totally crappy or I'm eating like clean as a whistle. And it's crazy. I mean, Jeff has seen it, like how regimented I get when I'm dieting. Like, you well, know, I, you've seen it. I it's think, just not healthy. But I think you think it's worse than you do. The only... Because you're not in my brain is the thing. Like, I did a diet last year. and Well, let's not go into it now. That's for a conversation maybe for our next episode. But the point is, I want to develop a healthy relationship with food. So by January 1, I want to have, like, some sort of a better relationship with what I'm putting by in my body. By when? Oh, by January first. Okay, yeah. I think you said on January one. No, I was like, nope. You're defeating the purpose. Okay, number three. I want to get back on schedule with the blog. If you don't know and you're new to listening, um, or you don't follow me on Instagram, I have had a blog for two years actually, as of this weekend, and I really love to write and I love to like find really cool companies and stuff like that online. And since we've been so busy with the podcast, I haven't had a chance to work on my blog, and I honestly miss it. So I want to find a way to incorporate my blog more with my everyday like routine. Cause I really do miss the blog. Are you concerned? Are, th- are those it? Those three? No. And I have one more. Oh, four. Okay. I'll ask you a question after the fourth. Um, I want to, when we start getting our business paychecks, whenever our first one comes in, yeah. um, I want to save a percentage of each paycheck and like never look at it again. Well, that's something we're going to talk about too, because I love that philosophy for anybody who freelances, works for themselves, has a small business. We got to read that book and then try to get that guy on. The The premise is basically that every time you take in income for from any source, no matter what the health of your business is like. If it's the, $10 or $10,000. The first thing you do is take 1% of it and you put it into a, a savings account. So no matter what, you are paying yourself a 1% profit of your um, business. And the reason you do that is because 
now you are forced to operate your business at only 99%. Right. So you make choices within that 99% instead of a hundred percent of the money. And then, yeah, it's just managing your money a little bit better. And I heard about this on my friend, Lisa from paper Daisy stationery. She owns her own small business. And she was talking about this book called profit first, because most people take their um, profit and then minus their expenses. And then, you know, whatever's left is left. But this guy says, no, take 1% of every single dollar that comes, like take 1%, yep. put it in the bank, never look at it. So there's an account that's constantly growing. And she's like, it has changed my life. It has changed my business. You need to read it. So I think we should order it. And, um, but I, yeah, I love that. So, so I want to do that outside of that one, which is just, I guess it would just be something that a practice that we would just do mm -hmm. the, like your healthy eating, you're working out. And what was your other one? Um, the blog, the blog, all of those take time. Do you get, I'm not trying to discourage you, but are you concerned that you are biting off too much? No. Or will you stagger the starts? Because, okay, no, why? Because, um, one, I've already started the healthy balance with food. Like I have someone that's working with me a couple weeks at a time to figure out what foods my body wants, what they don't react well with. Like I'm kind of on that already. So she, that the I'm person who's helping you out wrote a cookbook, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a certified holistic chef. She's awesome. Well, what about the cookbook from that bakery down in Savannah? Why couldn't that girl help I know, out? right? When it's all cakes and my whole diet is just cake. Oh, like there's a whole chapter on gooey butter cakes. I'm like, why can't that be your balance? Right. Um, and then the workout thing, I am kind of feeling like I'm going to start doing some workouts at home. Okay. Maybe. So that, that I have the time to do. I just, my time in the gym is just hard during the week. And then, um, the paycheck thing. That's no, e that's easy. That's easy. Cause that's mindless. So no, I don't feel. Yeah. The working out thing, I think is going to be the blog thing is going to be the hardest for me because blogging, I mean, people make fun of bloggers all the time, but the blogs take so much time. So my, I, I guess what I was thinking while you were saying it is another beautiful thing about starting your new, your 2020 resolutions three months out is you can stagger the starts. So right. on January 1st, you've got to work out, eat healthy, do your blog and reconfigure how much. you do all your banking. And it's, ah, and then you don't do any Burn of them. Out. But now you could say, all right, tomorrow I'm going to start writing a blog and mm -hmm. I'm going to work on that for five days. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of those five days, I'm going to add to that a workout every other day. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm going to go buy a new cookbook and start eating healthy. So it might take you a couple of weeks to get started, but you're still up and running. Yeah, it's just not as much of a shock to the system all at once. Yes. It's like God, dipping my toe. Do, do you ever sit across from me and go, my God, he is brilliant. I actually don't. <laughs> oh. But um, does anyone? You do. I sure do. That's going to be my new in the mirror affirmation going into the new I'm year. A genius. My God, I am brilliant. Um, do Have you done yours yet? I'll do mine tomorrow. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. Or are we done for today? No, we Should can we keep going. This conversation, Mario? We can, but it's our own show. So we that's can... true. We have no bosses. Right. <laughs> well, I do. Me. Yeah. Okay. Well, since I'm the boss, I say, here's the question I want to ask you. So a lot of your like resolutions are based on like weight loss and running. And like, I, I feel like for years you've been like, I'm going to do this now, but yeah. then you don't. Yes. But like, why is this different? Um, well, I'm excited. I don't know why it's, I don't, what? I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Because like no. you've said for you've said since we got married, like, oh, I'm going to get back into working out and what pre-wedding weight and all this stuff. But like you don't. Well, so what's different now? Like, I, how are you going to get over the hump of? I already answer. I, I have an answer to that. And you already answered it in today's episode. You just don't know it. The to-do list? Nope. What? I will tell you tomorrow. Oh, that is so radio. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I will expand on it tomorrow, but I'll tell you what it is right now. Okay. It is, I am going to start paying myself first. What do you mean? I am going to put whatever it is that I'm going to do health-wise as the fir- as the most important thing to do every day. And I am going to operate in the philosophy that it takes 21 days to create a habit. And okay. I'm just going to commit to 21 days of working out early in the morning, meal prepping early in the morning, whatever it is I got to do before I do anything else, I'm going to take care of that. Got it. Do you want me to buy you stickers? Yes, for the calendar. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. All right. I know people are going to be curious about the dog monitor app thing. And here is the name. Try to remember this, this dog monitor app. The name of it is Dog Monitor. Oh, wow. That is complicated. I don't know if it's on Android devices, but it's a little cartoon uh, dog with its tongue sticking out and you need to have two devices. So one of one of you has to be willing to leave your phone at home or um, mine is hooked up to my iPad. So the iPad is leaning up against the, the uh, candle on the dresser looking out so we can see if the dog's barking out the back window and it literally vibrates and barks on like it sends the audio to your phone. So your phone will start barking when your dog barks. <laughs> and if you want to, um, you can talk back to your dog. And that's and, how you got Lily to be quiet. Yes. And it doesn't video all the time. So you don't have to be weirded out about like having a camera up in your thing. Like you actually have to activate the video to turn it. it on. So Dog Monitor is the name of the app that monitors your dog. There you go. Uh, I have something to say about your neighbor. I think she should try and get rid of your dogs because if you lived in that um, apartment space and there was a guy that complained about a lot of stuff like underneath your apartment, um, they would probably he would probably said something about your dogs. So I just think your neighbor person is just overreacting when you come home. Bye. This is Melinda from Kennesaw, Georgia. Just wanted to let you know, I was listening to your podcast this morning about the customer service um, recommendation. I kind of did a little bit of my own uh, version of it this morning. On my way to work, I had three stops. And every single stop, um, I said uh, that I appreciated them for what they did, whatever service they were providing me. Um, I told them that I wanted them to have a great Friday and happy Friday. And then any customer I came in contact, opening doors, closing doors, letting people in and out, I greeted every single one with a happy Friday and wishing them a great weekend. And every single person looked like I grew two heads. But I think in about maybe 10 to 12 different people I came in contact with three different stops, I might have made an impact. So keep doing what you're doing. We love you. Thanks. Bye.
This is Audrey from Cartersville, Georgia, and I was listening to your customer service, gratitude today, and I myself am a customer service representative at a, a trash company. I work for people who pick up your trash. So, you know, listening to the the podcast itself and everything, and everybody saying how, oh, they're going to call their customer service representative. Don't just do it for the brand. Do it for your your utilities. Do it for you know the people you you work with every day, because we really appreciate with calls like that. You know, it changes our day from going from terrible to just uh, just a great day. And I would love for you know people to call their trash company, call their power company, and tell them, hey, thank you for doing what you need to do. Anyway, I love your podcast, and I hope you guys have a great day, and, uh, yeah. I have to go eat some cat poop, okay? Bye!